And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excelling Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Tonight, we're going into our final conclusion of the Law of Faith, Part 13. Yes, that's many parts, but I'm telling you what, God has shown us and taught us so many things about faith. Let's recap real quick. Faith is a law. It's not just some force out there that you can tap into. No, it is a spiritual law that God put into place that when you tap into this law, when you put it into work, this law works every single time just like the law of gravity, just like so many other laws out there. Now, tonight we're dealing with a shield, how faith is a shield. Now, it's going to... I know this title is going to throw you off because when many of us think of a shield, we think of something as protective as a defense. But I'm going to show you tonight that the shield of faith is really an offensive weapon. Now let's go into this message. It's going to bless you. Those of you who's being attacked by the enemy right now, this message is for you. So listen up and I'll see you at the end of the program. Today, somebody say today. Today we're going to teach on the shield. Say that with me, the shield. Alright, if you, if you got your Bibles, go with me to Proverbs 30, verse 5. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Let's open up in prayer. Father, I thank you for this word. Father, I just want to thank you for this teaching that you gave us, this revelation that you've given us, Father. We just praise you, Lord, because that is the advantage. You're giving us advantage over the enemy as the days go on, we just praise you for this, that he's getting more and more under our feet because he's already defeated. I lift you up and we praise you today because we know that signs and wonders are going to back up what is preached in here this morning. And I just praise you for it and give you the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now look at Proverbs 35. It says, Every word of God. How many? Every word of God is what? Pure. He is a shield. One translation says every word of God is tried and tested and found out to be what? Pure. Genuine. He is a what? Say that with me again. He is a what? A shield to them that put their trust in Him. Now, as we conclude this series on the law of faith, now how many times does the law work? Every time. I want, if you don't get anything else out of this series, I want you to get this programmed in your mind and in your spirit. That any time you put a law to work, it works every time. 
There's no gamble with faith. There's no, I'm going to roll the dice and see what happens. The law of gravity is working right now. Somebody say amen. Nobody's floating up out of their seat. It's working. When you got up this morning, you didn't think, man, I wonder if the law of gravity will work today. No. It's working. The same thing with your faith, even more so. All right, so as we conclude this, I want to present a thought to you this morning, okay? Here's my thought. What does a shield mean to you? Protection, right? Defense. That's, that's the thing that we come up with, right? But today, I want to open up your perspective. And when you walk out of here this morning, I want you to have a whole new mindset on what a shield means. Because like we all said, when we think of the word shield, we think of protection, we think of a defense, we think of a barrier. This is what we think of. So here's what I want to show you. In the natural, now what do we have in this country governing us? Laws, right? So this has, this, as there are laws of physics, right, there are also laws to do what? To protect, to guard, to keep, right? Now, <laughs> how many in here knows and realizes that there are some people who do not obey the law? <laughs> I think we got one in here today. No, I'm kidding. There are certain people, no matter, let me tell you something. Would y'all agree with me that I don't care if a nation or a kingdom or whatever it is, if they make a thousand laws, none of them mean anything unless you can enforce them. Is that correct? That's the only, they don't mean anything. The only thing that gives them power is the fact that you can enforce somebody to obey them. Now, we have people are designated to do just that. What are they called? Law enforcement, right? Yeah, law enforcers. They enforce the law. Now, I'm showing you where I'm going with this. Now, watch this. Okay, what is the symbol of law enforcement? The shield. Ah, uh, come on, somebody. The shield. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you even had a TV show called The Shield. Is that right? The Shield represents law enforcers. Now, I'm telling you, I told you I'm going to open up your perspective this morning. That's what it represents. And so there are a certain group of people that are designed and designated to make sure that people are obeying and abiding by these laws because without them... Without people enforcing the laws, your laws mean exactly nothing. That's what some people don't understand. You do away with law enforcement, come on, you have no laws. All right, so watch this. So I want to show you today, and I want to put in your spirit, that you are the law enforcement of the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen to this. You are the law enforcement. You say, how am I the law enforcement? All right, because 
like I said, how many knows just as in the natural you have people trying to disobey the law and break the law, right? You have in the spiritual realm a man or a demon by the name of Satan who is constantly trying to break the law of the kingdom. Is that right? Okay, so just as you need law enforcement in the natural to enforce the laws of any country, you need law enforcers in the kingdom of God to make sure that the enemy is abiding by the rules. Somebody say hallelujah. See, you got to get out of this. Well, you never know what the enemy's going to do. Let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to do what you allow him to do. Oh, come on, somebody. He's going to, watch this, he's going to do whatever he can get away with. Just like in the natural. Criminals will do what? What they can get away with. But if they realize that they can't get away with it, right. And the same thing is with the enemy. So here's what, so what am I saying today? Go to Matthew eleven twelve. Matthew eleven twelve. Now look at this. It says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered what? Violence. And the violent take it how? How? One more time. How? By force. Go to the easy read version. My favorite version. No. Since the time of John the baptizer came until now, God's kingdom has been going forward strongly. And the people, watch this, and people have been trying to take control of it. How? By force. You don't have law enforcement. You've got nothing but chaos. Let the elevator go all the way to the top, right? Same thing in the kingdom of God. You sit there, watch this, and you let the enemy do whatever he wants to do. I don't care how many laws of the kingdom that there are. He is going to ransack your whole life. He is going to destroy. Matter of fact, Jesus said he's going to do three things if he's left to do whatever he wants to do. He's going to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what criminals do, right? That's what people who are lawbreakers do. As a matter of fact, the Bible even calls the Antichrist, he is the lawless one. Is that right? He's the lawless one. So you have to be somebody who realizes. Now some, some of you in here today and some of you watching on Facebook or on television, you've been waiting on the enemy to get in line in your life. Come on. You've been waiting on God to do something. You've been, watching, you've been waiting on the enemy to give you back everything that's yours and to leave you alone. But watch this. Here's the key word. You've been waiting. Say that word with me. Waiting. Let me tell you what waiting is. Waiting is passive. It is passive. And look at this scripture I just read to you. That the kingdom of God is occupied, how? By violence. In other words, that you have an enemy that is trying to de de destroy and stop everything that God wants to do in your life. You got to understand that, that your destiny, your, your purpose is not set in stone until you make up your mind, I'm going to be who God has called me to be. Because you have an enemy that's trying to take that purpose from you. He's trying to take it with everything he's got. 
Why? Because he wants everything in the kingdom of God is valuable. And the only reason the enemy is after you is because there is value within you. Where is the kingdom of God? That's what Jesus said. Is that correct? He said the kingdom of God is within you. That's why he's trying to attack you. And see, I'm trying to tell you today, I'm trying to get you out of a defensive mindset. Now, what is a defensive mindset? A defensive mindset if somebody is just always on guard like this, right? If, if the enemy does something, then I'm going to raise up and protect myself or whatever. Now, I know you may have thought that that's a good thing to go by. We even use that expression, a good defense is a good offense, right? But I want to break that today. I want to break it. Think about the word, law enforcers. There's nothing passive with that. That means you are physically making people abide by the law. You are physically, or should I say spiritually, making Satan abide by the laws of the kingdom. Just look at Jesus for one moment. Everywhere he went, he made the enemy abide by the law. You notice that. Matter of fact, people were amazed because these devils were speaking through these people asking Jesus permission to do things. And the people were amazed. They were thinking, what kind of new gospel is this? What kind of new doctrine is this? Such power and such authority. Oh, well, what does that shield represent? Power and authority. When you see that shield, and let me tell you something, you recognize authority. And see, let me tell you, the enemy recognizes those who make him abide by the law. As I talked about, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, you want the enemy to know your name. Because if he knows your name, then he's afraid of you. You don't want him saying, Peter I know, or Jesus I know, Paul I know, but... Who are you? You want him to know your name. All right, so I want you to get out of the defensive mindset and I want you to get into an offensive mindset. The everything with the law of faith consists of this. You are offensively doing things. You're not being passive. You're not waiting on things to happen. You're not sitting back hoping one day the enemy's going to leave you alone. It's not going to happen that way. You've got to stand up and you've got to make him abide by the rules. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to say something today that's going to shock you. He has no right to touch your money. He has no right to touch this body. Oh, hey, brother, I don't know about that. See, you've been, uh, you've been in religion too long. He has zero rights to touch your body. He has no rights to touch your kids. Somebody say amen. He has no right to do these things. Why? Because in the law of God, in the law of the kingdom, it's against the law for him to touch this. Because the Bible says you've been bought with a price. Somebody lift your hands and say, I'm his today. I'm his. You've been, you don't own yourself. You've been bought with a price. So anytime the enemy touches you, he's breaking the law or anything that belongs to you. 
So you've got to be offensive. You can't be defensive. Now, you should be keeping him on his toes. How many's ever heard that expression? Keep him on your toes. Instead of how many feels like the enemy's always trying to keep you on your toes? We're going to break that today. You should be keeping him on his toes. Now, I, I looked up that definition to see what exactly that expression means. And this is what it said. Listen to this. Forcing someone to continue directing all their attention and energy to what you're doing. Ooh, I love that. What is it, what is it usually the case? We're devoting all of our attention and all of our energy to whatever the enemy's doing. Oh, he's doing something over here. He's doing something over there. Well, he's working over here in my, in the, in my life. He's doing this. He's doing that. Well, guess what? When you go on the offensive, you start putting the enemy on his toes. Woo, come on, somebody. That means, guess what? He's got to direct all of his attention and all of his energy trying to counterattack what you're doing. My God, are y'all listening to me? Let me tell you something. I, I promise you that when Jesus was walking the earth as man, when he was walking the earth, I guarantee you the enemy had a headache all them years. I mean, he had a splitting migraine because he was constantly having to try to undo things that Jesus was doing. How many knows wherever Jesus went, he was doing something proactive. He was making things happen. My God, I feel that. He was making things happen. And so the enemy didn't have time to try to make things happen in his life. He had to try to counterattack. This is what I want for you. I want the enemy not to have any time to try to muster up different devices and different weapons to try to take you down. Instead, he's going to have to spend all of his time trying to undo what you're constantly doing good for the kingdom. Somebody say hallelujah. That's keeping him on his toes. So I want to read that again. Forces someone to continue directing all their attention and energy to what you are doing. You, as I said this a few weeks ago, when you wake up in the morning, the enemy should say, what are they going to do today? <sighs> They're up again. Now, you may be saying, what does this message have to do with a shield? You've been talking about no defense. You've been talking about being offensively. I thought we was talking about a shield, right? protection. Well, let me show you something today. Ephesians 6, 16. Look at this right here. It says, above all. Some, say that with me. Above all. Take what? The shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench how many? All the fiery darts of the wicked. Is there anything that the enemy can send your way to put one over on you? When you have the shield of faith. No. Now what's religion teach you? Oh, you better watch out. Oh, you better watch I'm telling you. Don't say anything like that. That's why you need to get in the word. Somebody say amen. Alright, so watch this. So when we read this, you're probably again thinking, Okay, faith allows me to hunker down. And watch and do what? Diminish the effects of the storm. 
are the fiery darts of whatever trouble he's sending my way. The shield of faith allows me. Thank God for the shield of faith because it protects me and it allows me to hunker down and get through the storm, right? We even made a song one time entitled, Ride Out Your Storm. And we ride on that shield of faith, right? What if I told you that's not what that means? Somebody say hallelujah. What if I told you it meant something different? That when you realize what this means, the enemy's in trouble. There's not going to be any more you hunkering down and just, well, I'm going to bear through this. Somehow, way, I'm going to get through this. No. But you're going to look the devil right in the eyes and say, somebody's going to give in and it's not going to be me. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah on that. All right, so watch. All right, so let me get in this. All right. It is not the case that God gave, gave this shield for you for you to hunker down or to be protected or try to diminish the attacks of the enemy so you can somehow make it through. This is what I want you to want to tell you today. God does not want you to be reactive but proactive. What are the differences? I'm so glad you asked me. Reactive means you wait for something to happen and then you what? React. Yeah, you respond to it. And how, how does so many Christians live that way? Well, whenever the enemy does something, then I'll get up and I'll do this and I'll do that. God doesn't want you to be that way. That's that protective shield mindset. No, God wants you to be proactive. You know what the word proactive means? It means you're not waiting on things to happen. You're making them happen. Praise God. Paul said, when dealing with the weapons and the armor of God, he said, above all, take up the shield of faith. Why? Because it's not defensive, it's actually offensive. So many people in the body of Christ, when I talked with them and, and you know deal with people on a daily basis, they have this defensive mentality. They want to hunker down. They just want to, you know, just hide away somewhere until the storm is over, until the battle stops raging. Listen to me. That's not the attitude that God wants us to have. That this law, when we put it into motion, is actually a shield. Not for defense, but for offense. Let me say this right now, and let me be clear. The enemy is not going to back off of you until you force him to do so. This message, God designed it to get this identity in you. And what identity is that? You are the law enforcers. You are to enforce the law of faith in your life, in your family's life. And it's going to take you not having that passive attitude but having that aggressive mentality in the kingdom of God. The Bible declares that the kingdom of God suffered violence. The enemy's trying to take your stuff. Everything that God has promised you, you've got to understand that it is valuable. It's valuable not only just to you, but it is valuable to the enemy. That's why he fights like he does. That's why he's attacking you, it seems like, in every direction. But you have a shield. You are the law enforcers. God has given you the power and He's given you the authority.
to enforce His kingdom in your life. So simply put, you don't have to put up with the enemy's junk. Praise the Lord. Some of you are saying, man, I wish somebody would have told me this years ago in church. Because we, what have we been taught? I mean, the enemy comes, he rages against us, and there's just nothing you can do about it. That's not the word. The Bible says that God has given us all power over the works of the enemy. And nothing he does will harm you. That's the word. It doesn't matter people's opinion. We are here to give you the word. Amen. I want to pray for you right now that you get a de or a, an aggressive offensive mentality. A good defense is actually a good offense. It's time to go after your stuff. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person that is watching this program tonight, Lord. You have set a fire in them tonight. I know this without a shadow of a doubt. Lord, you have stirred something in them. A, a, something has switched over. That no more are they just going to hide through life and try to hunker down and, and hope and pray that things change. No, they're going to be the change. I thank you for supernatural boldness that only comes by your Spirit. Boldness that's coming on the inside of them right now to where they stand up and declare to the enemy, enough is enough. You're not taking any more ground that belongs unto me. I thank you, Father, that you have made us more than conquerors. And I praise you for this now, for your shield of faith that you've given us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Listen, I always take time in these programs to thank our faith partners. Faith partners, thank you for your giving into this ministry, for the seeds that you sow, not only financially, but even prayers. You, I know that there's so many of you that's praying for this ministry, that's praying for this program. Listen, I want to thank you. You help us get the gospel out. I need to make that clear. You help us get the gospel out to as many people as we possibly can, to reach people that are hurting, that are broken. And in case you haven't looked around lately, there's a whole lot of that in this world. That's why we need the good news. And those of you who's been watching for a while now, and maybe you've not partnered yet with this ministry, why don't you prayerfully consider partnering with us? As you partner with this ministry, you help us to go into other outlets, God is doing great and mighty things. He's expanding us in the ministry. And we want you to come and be a part of this. So pray about becoming a faith partner. Our announcer is getting ready to come on the screen. And he can tell you all the information you need to know on how you can connect with this ministry and be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Until then, keep walking by faith. We'll see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.